0: From the creepy swamps deep in the heart of Cajun Country, I welcome you to Fave Five from Fans, the podcast where I, Jamie Ray, your humble host, invite a friend of mine to create a list of five of their favorite things that we have a shared interest in, be it movies, books, TVs, toys, or really whatever. Next, we sit down to compare and contrast, dissect and disseminate our choices for you, the listening audience. We'll start off with honorable mentions those selections that just didn't make the Faye five, and then trade off our choices backwards from five, four, three, two, and finally number one. All that's left is for you to decide who's right, who's wrong, and will we still be friends after all this? You may be asking yourself, hey, who is this guy? Well, I'm a dad, a husband, a son, and a brother, among other things. I'm into Star Trek, Rom the Space Knight, zombies and cheese, though not necessarily in that order. I'm an avid fan of movies, all kinds of movies, but I'm especially rabid about horror films. I'm also a longtime Trekkie, still going strong. As a Trekkie, I made some close friends and we travel all around to Star Trek conventions. That made for a lot of windshield time and a lot of what's-your-favorite conversations. I hope that this podcast can capture some of that fan fervor we had, but this time with a different guest and a different topic each episode. We'll be discussing everything from alien invasions to zombie attacks, from war movies to musical numbers, Edgar Allan Poe to Stephen King, both literary and adaptations. I can't wait to get started, so please sit back, strap in, and get ready for this episode Of Fave Five from Fans. Hello and welcome to Fave Five from Fans, the podcast where I, your humble host, Jamie Ray, invite a friend of mine who has shared common interests. And in this case, it's sharks. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'd like to take a minute to introduce my shark-friendly advocate, Jennifer Taylor. Welcome to the show, Jen.
1: Hey, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having me.
0: So you may hear me uh, slip into calling Jennifer T. Jen, which is a name that we've picked up along the years that basically means little uh, down here in Cajun country. So if I call her T. Jen, you know that no one else has walked into the room. I'm still talking to the same person. (laughs) So, Jen, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you were the perfect person to do fave five shark movies?
1: Well, I think I'm perfect because I'm one of the few people that always roots for the sharks. So (laughs) uh, that is the perspective that I use to judge all shark movies. Uh, And I blame my uncle on that Uh, when I was about four years old, when little girls were getting, you know, little cute teddy bears with all the little frills and everything like that. My favorite uncle gave me a squeaky shark toy with bloody teeth. Uh, And yeah, ever since then, (laughs) you know, I totally love the sharks and uh, I have been rooting for them in every single movie ever since.
0: That's awesome. And that's why I chose you because when it came to this, Anytime when I wanted to introduce my little one to a shark movie, I didn't show it to her. I let Jen show it to her.
1: Thank you. I, I am truly honored that, and I exposed her to the best one right away. That's
0: the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do, if you're new to the show, um, I've asked Jennifer to make a list of her favorite five shark movies. And again, these movies aren't necessarily the best cinematography the best script or the best director they are her favorites so if you're listening to this podcast know that they're not going to be your favorites i mean that's why there's 31 flavors of ice cream at the baskin robbins and then i'm going to compare my list to jennifer's list and we're going to start off with some honorable mentions and those will be films that just squeaked off that we weren't able to include for some small reason but they're good enough to include in this podcast. And then I'll let my guests start off first at number five. We'll trade out from five, four, three, two. Then we're going to do you a little recap, just in case you needed to remember what we're doing. And then we'll throw down with our number ones. If you're ready to begin, why don't we start off with your honorable mention. I believe you have one on there. I do. uh, But
1: first, I've got to start off with what makes a good shark movie for me. Because there are, honestly, five elements. Five. Five elements of a great shark movie. Wow. You know, and that's how I judge all these. I mean, you know, honorable mention though for a shark movie is you have to have an implausible way to survive. The humans have to survive in a very implausible way. Okay. That's the honorable mention. Doesn't quite make the cut, but you know, it's up there. Right. right. (laughs) Um, You got to have those long, panning shots of the camera going through the water to create that sense of isolation. Mm -hmm. Got your your mood, of course. Uh, You have to have enclosed places uh, where victims uh, can go, where the shark can see him, but they can't see the shark. they feel trapped. Gotcha. You, ha- you have to have jump scares. Lots oh, yeah, of jump Oh yeah, lots scares. of jump scares. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I-, I include shark fin uh cinematography in there as well. You have to have an abundance of helpless, unaware victims. hmm and last but not least, you gotta have a big shark.
0: Big shark.
1: No shark schools. Come on, no. You need the big <laughs> shark. And every shark movie it started out as 15 feet, and now I think we're up to 35 feet. So the bigger the shark, the better the scare.
0: The bigger the teeth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most definitely. So that's how how I judge every movie. So my honorable mention, uh, straight up from the 80s, 1983. Jaws 3D with Dennis Quaid. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's got all the great elements. You know, you have your jump scares. You, you have, got
0: your Lewis Gossett Jr.
1: Yes. I mean, every star from the 80s was pretty much in there. Leah Thompson, you know, Dennis Quaid, you know, quite a few people that you'll recognize from the 80s and all the great elements. I mean, honestly, they could put Stranger Things up at the top of uh, Jaws 3D and and it would probably be like, oh, wow, this is awesome. But, you know, you have great sharks shark action. They did a little bit better with the mechanical shark, although I don't generally support mechanical shark work because it it looks fake.
0: And it puts hardworking sharks out of business. It does. We've got to think
1: about those poor sharks. You know, the science was definitely dubious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure marine biologists everywhere were crying. But Man, it was a lot of fun. You had the underwater action scenes uh, that were well done. When the shark attacks the glass and everything, and leaves right. you know cracks in it, and then you know the terror as the heroes run around trying to do whatever. Again, I was rooting for the shark. Yeah, I think we all know how it ends, even if you haven't seen it. But you know, you had all the great elements there. Uh, you know, your heroes great heroic action moments. Um, And of course, in the end, the shark does succumb, but in a spectacularly glorious explosion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you get to see that in 3D in the theaters?
1: Well, I actually cannot see in 3D at all. So Uh, really, yes. So uh, I can't see any movies in 3D. But in 1983, I was seven years old. So I'm pretty sure the first time I saw it was on, you know, like TV uh, you know regular you know presentation, probably when I was in mm, ten eleven something oh, along okay. those lines okay. uh, so I, I I missed the first time I saw it all the really gory scenes right, but i I actually refreshed my memory with it today, oh uh, because I wanted to make sure it was my honorable mention
0: gotcha
1: uh, and there were some delightfully gory scenes that were actually pretty well done when you consider the movies like. Almost thirty years old. Yeah. yeah. Now, is
0: that the one with Michael
1: Caine? No, Michael Caine is actually Jaws: The Revenge. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all know sharks hold on, hold on to a grudge.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm, those, mm-hmm. those, uh, small brains of theirs can hold yes. a lot of anger. <laughs> uh, yeah. That that would be my dishonorable mention. Uh, Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> that was a horrible movie. <laughs> but good fun. Good, good fun. fun. Good fun. That's what's
0: important <laughs> about this. Yeah.
1: What's your honorable mention?
0: Well, I actually have two. Ooh. Yeah, because um, this was a long list for me. I enjoyed sh- shark movies, but when I sat down to do this, I realized how few of them I've actually watched and are familiar with. So I made a good sized list and started going through and just biting through it and seeing what was left. So
1: That was jawsome. That was, oh, that was jawsome. Thank you.
0: <laughs> So I have two honorable mentions. The first one is just because not so much that it was a great film, but that it was filled with so many great actors and great voices. Ooh. That's right. I'm talking about Shark Tales. Nice. (laughs) I loved that little film. And, of course, Jack Black and uh, Will Smith and and all of those different. But I'm sure you're going to agree with me. One of my favorite voices in that whole thing was Peter Falk. Oh, yes. Oh, as the Don. You know? down. Oh, he was so great. And then the fact that Martin Scorsese actually does a voice in that movie. I, mean, I think that's his only acting uh, credit, if I'm not mistaken. Now I'll have to go back and double check that. That's awesome. Yeah. So Shark Tales was a lot of fun. Another movie that was a lot of fun that made my honorable mention is in a different way. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking about Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> with LL Cool J. Definitely. <laughs> Sam Jackson. You know, so many great actors. I sat down and rewatched this movie yesterday because I honestly thought it was going to make my list because I remember. Nah, it's not going to make the top <laughs> 5. Oh my god, there were so many scenes in it that were that were amazing, but for all the wrong reasons. I don't know if you remember this movie. But when at some point there's like been a couple of them are dead, you know, and they're down there and they're they're The people are are fighting amongst themselves. And Sam Jackson stands up and and gives this, this, this just embittered speech about how he's overcome adversity and how we can do it too. And if we get together, we're going to survive this. And the first thing we're going to do is close this hatch. And before he can finish the word hatch, the shark jumps out, grabs him and pulls him under
1: that's one of the it's one of the best like samuel l jackson crunched up into little pieces scenes
0: yeah yeah (laughs) you know i've got to think about that yeah it's
1: probably one of the top three (laughs) it won't make a top five though
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then of course there's ll cool j who kills a shark because it ate his parrot you ate my bird
1: That's as good a reason as any. Yeah. I, I personally don't want to kill sharks.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, that's but, let them know, roam. Yeah, you got your parrot dead. You, you know, he's coming after you. So those two were a lot of fun. And um, I think now that we've gotten them out of the way, we can go down and do your number five.
1: Um, my number five is not considered to be a shark movie.
0: Oh, twist.
1: But it has such, it, it gets, you get all five. Okay. Uh in the movie, and it just it actually warms the heart and soul. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Finding Nemo.
0: Oh God! Yeah, I went I there. Knew I knew it. Went there. <laughs> the shark's
1: name is Bruce. Bruce he was named after the mechanical shark in the original Jaws. Right. I mean, it, what's not to love? I yeah, mean, yeah. You, you had jump scares. You have you have the implausible way to survive at the end mm-hmm. in, in Nemo, but you know the enclosed places, the mines right. all around, and mm-hmm. and the the shark valiantly. Struggling against his nature.
0: With the shark intervention help.
1: Yes. You know, fish are friends, not food. Not
0: food. <laughs> and
1: he tries so hard. And, you know, with his help from his hammerhead and fish with the, I don't even know what that fish was, with the hook through <laughs> it. that through it. That poor shark looked like he'd been through some stuff. But it's one of those things. It was a great interaction where the shark was equal parts scary, mm-hmm. but honestly, pretty cool there's like know.
0: isn't there some scene like where he sniffs some blood or something oh, and yes it cha- it's like dr jekyll and mr hyde he changes into this yes oh it, that's awesome
1: well it was great because that also plays into one of the the common themes of of all shark movies is the black lifeless eyes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if you watch when bruce the the shark in finding nemo is talking to the dory and and everything like that and then dory bloodies her nose in, oh,
0: you know,
1: well, her snout, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> you know, and his eyes immediately turned black. Those oh. lifeless eyes of a predator, you know. And then the other sharks are like intervention, and they're that's it, I remember and, that. And, and, and they're trying to stop him. But it's like there is no stopping a great white that's hungry.
0: Not once you know? it's hungry, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure.
1: Uh, and then there's the great scene of him going through and 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 trying to, you know, get to them and everything. You want know, bleeding? Oh, hmm.
0: Dory, are you okay? oh, oh, that's good. <gasps> intervention. <gasps> You together, Remember, fish. Fish friends, not food.
1: Food. So you have the top five, you know, mm-hmm. helpless, unaware victims. <laughs> That's like the <laughs> best, you know, a big shark. And, you know, quite frankly, this is one of the few movies where the shark survives. Yeah. And the shark isn't the menace that he, they are portrayed in every other movie. So this is a movie I can get behind because, doggone it, I want the shark to win. And in this one, the shark really didn't win, but he didn't lose he didn't lose exactly
0: there you you go exactly
1: so from my standpoint you know finding nemo is a shark movie for for those of us that really love sharks
0: well let's go to the judges judges what do you say oh wait a minute i'm the judge
1: i'll allow it very good thank you sir i appreciate that (laughs) i'll have that 20 for you there you go (laughs) (laughs) okay so you're number five
0: well nine number five is another movie that i just recently watched for this list i'd heard about it uh I wanted to see what it was all about, and I actually did enjoy it. It's uh, 47 Meters Down with Mandy Moore. It's a great little film with just a few people in it. So basically, you've got two sisters, and and they go down to South South America, to Mexico, and they decide to go on a cage shark plunge.
1: Sure, because that's a great idea with people that you don't
0: know. Right. It's it's literally guys (laughs) that she met the night before. And so they go to the boat, and here's the captain, but he's an American. And I kept looking at him and looking at him. I swear to God, it was like three quarters of the way through the movie before I realized it's Matthew Modine. Oh, First. okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that was kind of cool. So, I mean, basically, they 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 go down, and uh, they're supposed to be just like five meters down, but it's a rickety old Mexican ship, and the crane breaks. Of course. <laughs> and so they get dropped forty-seven meters down. And so the reason that this movie is on my list, because it did have a lot of atmosphere. It had a lot of that impending doom, because you did have these, you know, these two young ladies at the bottom, and they couldn't get out. One girl gets kind of like trapped under the cage and stuff. But the only reason I didn't make my list higher was because I felt that they spent a lot of time building up the mood to get you into it. And then they just kind of abandoned that and went to jump scares. Right. You know,
1: very common in any monster movie, just Mm -hmm, your typical, mm -hmm. not even just your uh, shark
0: movie. Yeah. And so there, you know, there are some elements. uh, This is actually going to be not, I'm not going to put a lot of spoilers on this one. Sometimes I do, but I want you to go out and see it if you haven't seen it. But I just felt like if they'd have kept on that same path that they had laid out from the first good section of the movie, it would have come out with better and there was a twist at the end as there always you know seems to be but again i picked up on the twist right away (laughs) i mean literally like 15 (laughs) seconds i'm like oh no that's not it and sure enough 10 minutes later it's revealed and it's exactly what i thought but it's definitely worth seeing that's why it made the list and so that's my number five 47 meters down
1: you know and that's a good movie you Mm -hmm. know it, it has a lot of great elements uh it probably meets most of the the five elements of a great shark movie. You know, it's just one of those things that sometimes when they focus too much on on individuals, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it takes it detracts from the movie just like you were saying, yeah. you know, it, it, makes things go a little bit longer than it needs to. And then you got to be careful. A lot of these directors depend on the jump scare. And uh, Steven Spielberg, when talking about Jaws, even said that in testing the movie, they found that they got basically one good jump scare, and then after that, the audience was too wary. Right. Uh, And I wish all shark movie makers or any monster movie maker would pay more attention to that. They rely on it too heavily.
0: You're you're right. And, And that's the whole thing about the last act of this movie. Is they did have a lot of jump scares and they didn't need it. Right. You know, they had a really great area uh, where uh, to to meet one of your demands, (laughs) she ends up having to get into a uh, get away from a shark by getting into a very tight, confined little cave. And so that was scary enough. But then they have it like break through a wall and almost get her. I
1: was like, you know, that wasn't really needed. Yeah, but it's it, it is the implausible way to survive. It is. <laughs> it is.
0: So, uh, so it was a great one. So I enjoyed it. So that's forty-seven meters down. Nice. So I think I will pop it back to you for your number four.
1: Uh, my number four, straight up from nineteen ninety-nine, mm-hmm. Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't resist. The thing about Deep Blue Sea is, you know, and I I look a little deeper into it because I am such a fangirl. Right. You know, there hadn't been a lot of actual theatrical shark movies between The Last Jaws and Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea was 1999, uh, and The Last Jaws movie was, I think, 1987. Uh, And, you know, you had some direct-to-video stuff, but that's almost never any fun unless you go strictly for the campy aspect of it. Right. But, uh... But this movie had some really good special effects. It was directed by Rennie Harlan, who also did Die Hard 2. And that's why Samuel L. Jackson came
0: on. Oh, okay. There's the connection. I saw that he did... Long Kiss
1: Goodnight. Right. You know, and actually, uh, Rennie Harlan said it didn't have much of a budget. but You would never know by looking at it. no. The movie looked fantastic for the time. Now... There's a million and one things that are wrong with it as far as some of the uh, character situations. I mean, look, I love LL Cool J, but when he was trapped <laughs> in the oven and the yes. shark is trying to hit it and the gas is on. OK, that did make me laugh because I saw a chef being cooked in the oven. That made me laugh.
0: And he, he mentioned something about that, as a matter of fact. You know, I see the right. irony of a chef dying in his own oven.
1: But he then used the metal axe to break through the metal oven to get out and I, and then but it didn't not one
0: spark, spark. not one right. spark I noticed that too um,
1: you know so it's, it's one of those things but I mean it meets all the criteria you right. but also in this one for those that don't know the sharks don't get away and I'm very bitter about it yes. because all they wanted was to be free that's right that's it you know but the and eat
0: a few people well I, yeah.
1: you know if you're good for the road if you're gonna genetically engineer a shark to be super smart and super big I, I think that kind of comes with the, the I think so know, comes with it you just gotta accept it and move on. <laughs> but it's one of those things. I think it put shark movies back on the map because because yes. for the time, it was pretty well done. I mean, I know the critics hated it, but people who liked the monster movies, they got their money's worth. It was right. a popcorn movie.
0: Oh, there were, gr- there were some great scary scenes. Do you remember that scene where The last few of them are are climbing up like the shaft and the water spilling up and the sharks. Oh, yeah,
1: Circling down at the bottom. You know, I mean, that was a great scene. But, you know, my favorite of it, you know, it's South Louisiana. Everybody here loves to fish. Was the helicopter that had, was it Stellan Skarsgård? Yes. Okay. Yes. And he's in the little helicopter thing because he lost his arm to the shark. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, it was like they were fishing. Yep. You know, he gets dropped in, the shark gets it, and, and just like taking a line, takes off. I I mean, I shouldn't have laughed, but I did. I laughed very hard.
0: <laughs> and to follow that up, what the shark does with him afterwards, right? Was I mean, it was brilliant. You know, that was a, it was a it was the only thing I didn't like about that scene. The second scene afterwards was I felt that just one hit it was enough to break that window.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's sea glass. That's, that's not going to happen. And, you know, it's one of those things you have to suspend a lot of disbelief with shark movies where they're quote unquote seeking revenge.
0: (laughs) And this was a, this was a great popcorn film.
1: Yes. Yeah. And in a lot of ways you could even make an argument that it is more of a popcorn film than a shark film, but I still feel like it's a shark film and I give it a lot of extra points for the fact that I think it reinvigorated the genre and allowed more shark movies to come later.
0: Right, right.
1: It reminded people what they love.
0: So did you know at the end of the movie, again, spoiler, I hate to say it, but I'm going to give you a spoiler on this one because it's 1999, people. If you haven't seen it yet, that's your own fault. (laughs) So the original ending actually has the villain, the, the woman who's running the place, who lets the sharks go and all this stuff, actually has her surviving. Really? Yes. And when they showed it to test audiences, they hated it.
1: I totally agree.
0: Yeah. So they went back uh, and did a, uh, some, you know, post and uh, filmed a different ending where what happens, happens. And everybody loved it after that.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, she was actually the human villain in the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. way too. Was it wasn't the sharks. No. It was her. It, but she created them. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. That's right. like, You're the parent. <laughs> <laughs> so that gets me more curious to know, though, what's your number four?
0: Well, my number four is going to make you really, really laugh. Because I don't think this movie will have been on anybody's top five anywhere, but I'm it's, intrigued. It's another movie that I that I just found for this list, and it was actually a direct-to-video movie. It's a 2011's Sand Sharks.
1: I have heard of this movie.
0: So you know there are, there is a ton of, and I watched some of them or tried to watch some of them, like Mega. Shark versus Mecha Shark. Um, we won't even go down all the Sharknado movies. Yeah. Two, three, five, and six-headed shark movies. You know, I mean even Danny Trejo couldn't save one of those. (laughs) But I watched this one and I was intrigued because it starred Greg Evigan's daughter. Greg Evigan from, from Tech World. Right. It starred Brooke Hogan, Hulk Hogan's daughter. Right. Okay, And Corey Nimick from uh, Parker Stevens Parker's Can't Lose. Yeah. Lose. And so, yeah, you know, I had some people and I thought it was. And I always liked those kind of movies, like when they have Pam Springsteen or, right. or, or, or Sylvester Stallone's brother, Frank, you know, <laughs> or Clint Howard. Um, hey,
1: you got to get started somewhere.
0: Somewhere. Exactly. So I sat down with very, very low expectations for this movie, which is always a good formula when you're watching this. And I found myself laughing, and in a, in I think the places where you were supposed to laugh, and then I'm watching it, and, and so I'm watching it. I think on, uh, on I think it was on Amazon, but you can pause it and it gives you the trivia while you're doing it. Right. And so Corey, the the guy, comes back home to uh, the little town island that he lives on, and his dad's the mayor. So obviously this guy has a long history of being a bad dude, you know, stealing money or whatnot. So he's, but he's come home supposedly to have a the Sandman Festival to reinvigorate the island. And so he goes to see his dad to get permission. And I happen to pause on it at then, and it shows the actors' names. And lo and behold, the mayor is Edgar Allan Poe the Fourth. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he had kids, you know? But I go and, um, you know, I jot that down. And I so, and at the end of the movie, I go back and watch it up. And sure enough, it's his great, great, great grandnephew. And there he is in the film. So now I was, I was hooked when I saw that. Gotcha. So um, there's a lot of cool little puns. There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek stuff that's done to it. But it's all done in a very fun way. Not some movies like uh, The Last Shark. I don't know if you ever saw that one. The Italian... Movie with James Franciscus.
1: I've seen enough of it to know that I didn't need to finish it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That one That one actually was such a bad ripoff of Jaws, because I think it came out like two two years later, that Universal Studios actually sued them, because they were using their font and their parts of their poster on their posters, distributing it down to Mexico. That's awesome. So they sued them in one, too. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so... But I, I actually watched that movie um, in this list, and...
1: Uh, my condolences. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I have a special place in my heart for the Italian films. Uh, I love the giallo, and, and you know, the way, especially when they bring American actors into the Italian movies, and so they're speaking English, and then the person opposite them is speaking Italian, but it's dubbed in English. Right. And they use a lot of the same voice actors, so you're like, man, I swear this guy was a zombie last week. <laughs> But I really enjoyed it. So I have to tell you, if you ever get an opportunity, sit down, do a little thing of microwave popcorn and watch Sand Sharks from 2011.
1: OK, I think I'll take a look at that one next time.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that would bring us to our number threes. So, Jen, why don't you knock me out with your number three?
1: Uh, Well, I'm going to go with the Meg.
0: Ooh, guess
1: what? Is that your number three? That's my number three. Man, we're just, we're in sync on <laughs> that one. Simpatico. That, that was a great movie. It really I mean, was. Uh, one of the first films uh, heavily financed and influenced by China, which is mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of those interesting things. And you can kind of see the influences throughout the film, which makes it pretty, pretty interesting and a little bit different. Great special effects. Yes. Uh, out Just absolutely outstanding. Based on the book by uh, Steve Alton, uh, but if you've read the book, it. Not really, you know, it, it, I mean, it's close enough, I guess. And I hope Steve Alton got paid, mm-hmm. but you know, for the most part, I feel like they really did their own thing with it.
0: Yeah, I um, think they do that a lot of times. They do. Know?
1: They do. Um, Jaws being another example of a movie that does not look anything like the no. <laughs> Um But, yeah, I mean, it was great. I mean, the, the jump scares were well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, special effects were well done. Awesome.
0: awesome. You know. Had some eye candy for the ladies, too.
1: Yes. Well, Jason Statham, thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and just great, also, water scenes. Yes. You know, where the water was, you know, when that shark is in the, the beach area and is coming up on all the boats and the people and everything. Oh, yeah. It, it feels a lot more real than other shark movies that, that I've watched. So, you know, you can just kind of be like, oh, my. And then you also get a really good sense of size. Some yes. shark movies have a big problem because they'll use, you know, uh, you know, people that are extremely small in shark cages with medium-sized sharks – in order to give the impression of size this is one of those, one of those things where special effects allowed them to really make you feel the enormity right. of the shark right. this is this is megalodon this isn't jaws this isn't any of the other things that you have ever seen this is something from uh prehistoric times right. and we should right. be very afraid they did a great job with you're
0: that you're so right especially that scene where the shark uh, has left its teeth impressions on the window yes. and the little girl has been watching it, that right there was like giddy up, you know, it, oh, yeah. this is going to be a good movie. Oh, yeah.
1: And the little girl's just standing there like, uh-oh. <laughs> 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 and then, of course, you know, you have the implausible way of surviving, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you have plenty of enclosed places.
0: Plenty think- of clothes.
1: Yeah, I mean the best shark movies take place uh, in in glass. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. part of me wants to say, why do you people go out there <laughs> with glass as everything? Let's I mean, do
0: small portholes, okay?
1: Thank you. It just makes sense to me, but it wouldn't be as good of a movie, no, you know. No. And plenty of helpless, unaware victims. Every time that that poor shark goes in the water, and then you have that little dog from the boat. Oh my go, God!
0: Yes, I was just
1: like, I was like, don't kill the dog. Please don't <laughs> kill the dog. The dog is innocent, you know. Who lets a dog go out on a boat in the middle of the ocean? why? Yeah. That's it, wasn't it a, Weren't they
0: getting married or something? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that was the ring bearer. I, I, I don't quite know. I
1: don't know. I just I always feel like the dogs are innocent. I'm like, eat the people, fine, because, you know, that's their choice to go into your domain, Shark Man, but, right. but leave the dog alone.
0: Well, we also have to talk about the fact that Ruby Rose was in this film. I think this is probably one of her earliest theatrical big-time movies. Correct. Thought she did a very good job. And Rain Wilson was really good in this film. I mean, surprisingly good.
1: He was. I mean, he played a, a very sarcastic character. Mm-hmm. So he, And so he added a bit of uh, comic relief to the whole thing, which right. I thought was great um, and was unexpected. He basically would say what we all think in the audience. like right, right. Well, why did you do that? That's dumb. <laughs> That's dumb. And, and you know, I just sit there and want to clap and say, yeah, somebody thought of, to say that. And somehow it doesn't seem as dumb because somebody pointed it out. Yes. You know, yes. so from that standpoint I absolutely I absolutely love that. All the acting was actually really really good. Yeah, I agree with you. you. Know, it was spot I on. There wasn't any acting in there. I mean, it was what I expected. I mean, there were not going to be any Oscar contenders out of this, mm-hmm. but it was solid. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. solid, well done. The writing was was good. Um, it was a, a popcorn film with some great shark shots. You know, so I have no complaints uh, about that movie as a whole, and that's why it ended up my number three.
0: Well, I actually have one complaint. You what? know me, I always <laughs> get hooked on something and I can't let it go. What you got? Well, it was the fact that uh, the megalodon was underneath that whole little layer of. Super dense, super hot stuff. And so when the sub comes up, it comes up in that chute along with it. Okay? And that's fine. Okay. But if this shark has been living down at those depths for that long in that cold water, and it immediately comes up and goes to higher grounds to less pressures to much warmer water, I think it would have died. I think it would have exploded, you know, just if you go and take a, a, a creature who's lived that deep, that long, and suddenly bring it to the surface, I just don't think it could live, no matter how strong it was.
1: I completely agree with you, but that's like the basis of all shark movies. There's always yeah. that one thing that the shark shouldn't be able to survive. You know, the shark's been tagged five times with with uh, tranquilizers. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be able to live, and yet there it is, swimming towards you, about to eat you. Exactly. You know, exactly. there's always that one thing where you're just like, nah. And
0: that was the one. That was the one thread that I kept pulling this entire movie. You know, but it didn't keep me from putting it as number three.
1: Right. Right. So uh, well, it was just it was a well done monster movie.
0: Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So, if we, since we both wiped out our number threes here, how about you give us your number two now?
1: Number two. Uh, I'm, I went all the way to Australia for this one. I went to the reef. Come on! <laughs> Is that your number two? That's my number two! That, look, the reef... Is slash shark slash monster slash horror done right? Done
0: right. And based on a true story.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was just, it was one of those things like you have great shark shots. It's actually one of the few shark movies that all the shark footage you see is completely real. Right. And there, filmed
0: in that area, if I wasn't mistaken.
1: Yeah. Well, all over Australia. It's mm-hmm. known for shark. Uh, that, you know, you can easily bait out there and see some really great, great whites out there. But it was fantastic. It really you know? was. And 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 here's the key. So like Blake Lively had a, a shark movie that came out a while ago that a lot of people really mm. like.
0: The Shallows.
1: Right. I'm not as big of a fan because yeah. I don't necessarily like my monster movies to have one person that you're focused on. Right. Because, she, look, don't get me wrong. She did a good job. She's a, She's a good actress. Mm-hmm. But... I like the, the interplay of the multi-characters right. in a terrifying situation. I am more scared feeding off of their emotions mm-hmm. uh, than one person. And that's why I loved the reef. You know, all the friends together. I'm sorry. I would have stayed on the boat, too. There's yep. no way yep. y'all was going in that water. I,
0: loved, yep. I have to jump in. I love the fact that there were only like six people in this yep. entire movie. Yep. Oh man, they the casting was so good.
1: It was. It was well done. All they did a great job with the acting. Mm-hmm. I also liked the karmic aspect uh, aspect of well, you ran over the coral reef and that trashed <laughs> your boat, and then you cut your foot on the coral reef and that brought the sharks. That's right. That's <laughs> that that seemed like it seemed appropriate in, mm-hmm. in in the grand scheme of things, you know. And and it had the usual in this case, you know, at the end when they tell, okay, spoilers. The movie's been out for ten years, so yeah. you know, you should have seen it by now.
0: Which is funny though, you say that I had never heard of it until. You did this list
1: oh no i i had i saw it i think like a year after it came out
0: wow Um, of course you would
1: well yeah i mean thank you to the internet i want to thank google Mm -hmm. because before google you didn't know about shark movies unless you happened across them but now i can literally every year or so just type in shark movies and oh look there's there's three i haven't seen you know just having the boat capsize the one guy who stays behind Which everybody's like, that's the smart guy. But then, of course, at the end of the movie, they're like, nope, they didn't find nope, him never either. Found him. Yep. You know, it's like, oh, you know. Um, but the character, the first guy who dies by the shark, okay, mm-hmm. uh, where he gets his leg torn off and he's yelling to them, saying, no, go away, go away, save yourselves. I just wanted to say thank you to the director for having a character that actually did the right thing right. and what we all hope we would do. I mean, I probably wouldn't if I got bitten by a shark. I'm like, Jamie, Tina, come <laughs> save me, you know. But he did the right thing. He's like, no, go away, you know, go away, stay away, leave me. I cannot help you. And I appreciated that. It's also the only shark movie where the sharks won.
0: Yeah. You know, so let's, I'll go ahead and throw you my thread out right now for this movie. It was actually that scene. And it was the fact that the guy had literally just gotten his leg chomped off and he's perfectly fine. I mean, yes, he's upset, But his speech is uninterrupted. He's, you know, talking to all of them. He's telling them not to get, I don't know about you, but I would have gone into shock two seconds after that shark had bit me. Well,
1: you know, it's crazy. So I love sharks. So I I read a lot about them and everything. I'm, I'm by no means an expert. I'm just an amateur shark lover, but I've read a lot about shark bites and stuff like that. And it seems like, you're in one camp or the other. You either go into shock and people have to rescue you, or because a shark's teeth are so sharp mm-hmm. and they go through so quickly, a lot of people don't report feeling anything. Ooh, just all really? of a sudden, they're like, they just they know something's missing, right? You know, right? And they just they, I mean, you have there's plenty of stories of people who've lost a limb and swum in or whatever, swum far enough where somebody could grab them and bring them in.
0: Did not know that. So-
1: His behavior didn't necessarily surprise me. Well, I'm gonna tuck that thread back in then. (laughs) Well no, I'll be honest with you. It's it goes one way or the other. There's no in between. There's no Mm -hmm. person that's kinda calm but a little panicky. Wow, that hurts. Yeah, what what is up with that? No, you're either panicky, screaming, Mm -hmm. running, crying, and whatever, or you're just like, Well, that sucked.
0: (laughs) We're both in the first camp.
1: Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. So it was just a great, great movie. Yes. And they did a good job with jump scares. There weren't a whole lot. No,
0: exactly. They built Tension. on all t- oh, the whole movie. At the end of that movie, when they're so close to that island. And they can see it. See, oh, it's so close. You're, you're rooting for them.
1: Well, I wasn't. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Most normal humans... <laughs> Please forgive me, sharks, who are listening to the podcast today. And we do thank you. Um, I, you just, man, you so close.
1: I will say this. I was glad that there was a survivor, just because you always want that one person to tell the tale. Right. Uh, and I was so glad that, I, I think the guy's name's Warren. The guy who honestly started all this, as far right. as I'm concerned, he was way too arrogant about what he could or couldn't do in a sailboat. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he got eaten. Yeah. I, 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 if there was one person that didn't deserve to live in a movie. That was him <laughs> oh, okay.
0: well yeah i could see that um but it makes me wonder because the lady is the one who survived right so i guess they rewrote it mm-hmm. yeah to, to make it more, yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, so. I, I i enjoyed it and like i said the sharks won yes. i was like yay they got a meal they didn't die
0: and i feel like it was just it was just one shark too
1: well yeah, they, they present it like that. Like there's one just following Which I following thought was strange, them. you know? Well, uh, I mean, if you have a really hungry shark, I mean, do, 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 do. I suppose it's possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's a little more terrifying to feel like you're being stalked. That that goes into a whole different type of terror. Right,
0: right. And, you know, I, I did watch some videos on YouTube about shark experts watching shark movies.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yes, it was. It was really cool. And actually, this movie was rated four out of five fins. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that the expert, who was a you know at one of those aquarium parks, said about this film was that with an ocean full of fish, the shark probably would not have followed them for so long. Exactly. But would have probably gone ahead and just attacked them all,
1: right? And, and so, been done with it, right? Yeah, right.
0: But still, it made for a hell of a movie.
1: It did. Mm. You know, it, was, it was so well done.
0: So I enjoyed this. So now that we have gotten down to our number ones, if you would, please give us a quick rundown from your honorable mention down to number two.
1: Honorable mention, of course, Jaws 3. The best 3D the 80s had to offer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finding Nemo, because fish are friends, not food, is my number five. Deep Blue Sea uh, from 1999 is my number four. Uh, then number three is The Meg. Number two is The Reef, and it's scary how close we are together, and I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same number one.
0: I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Snow sharks, right?
1: Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, real quickly, my honorable mentions were Deep Blue Sea and Shark Tale. Number five was 47 meters down. Number four was Sand Sharks, the (laughs) direct-to-video masterpiece. Number three was also The Meg, and number two was also The Reef.
1: I find it very interesting that we have both chosen an animated feature featuring sharks very heavily, but, different, but in different. Yes, you know, I find
0: that mean. interesting, too. Yeah. Well, it's because I it kind of let you slide on that one because he's in it and he's prevalent. He's
1: in it to win it. That's true. That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that only leaves one thing less to do slap me down with your number one
1: 1975 full of awesomeness star wars that it
0: no i'm oh, sorry no. never mind you it go ahead
1: close jaws <laughs> the original the standard by which everything else is judged and there are so many good things out of this
0: so many good stories out of that is of course too my number one as well
1: yeah i mean it's one of those things you know everybody knows jaws as creating the the shark genre as it were. And most people will even tell you that Jaws is one of the top horror movies of all time.
0: Yes. It's, it's always rated on the IFC list.
1: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But one of the interesting things about it is there were so many problems with this movie. Yeah. I mean, problems with the shark, whose name was Bruce, the mechanical shark, uh, which it's an inability to perform actually added to the movie and the tension and everything <laughs> like that. But this movie premiered actually six months later. It premiered in the summer. And up until then, summer movies were not considered a good time to put out movies because everybody was outside. Right. Jaws was the first summer blockbuster. Mm. And that's where now you have movies being released in the summer because it proved that you could bring in a big audience if you had a great
0: movie. Right, right. And this movie definitely brought in a big audience. At the time, I want to say, back in 75, when Steven Spielberg directed it, it it only had a budget of about $9 million.
1: Yeah, which was still a a healthy budget. Oh, yeah, it was a healthy
0: budget, you know. And it made over $470 million. Yep. Yep. Man, that's quite a return.
1: That That is quite a return. And the funny thing is, everybody was, was super frustrated on the film because mm-hmm. it was supposed to, to feature the shark a lot more... Uh, prevalently yeah. but the problem is they had done all these testing in fresh water when they actually put the shark in salt water off oh, of martha's vineyard yes. it ruined all the controls uh, you know and mm-hmm, so the shark can mm-hmm. form, and so steven spielberg was forced to change things up right. and have a lot more suspense because think about it if we saw the shark from moment one throughout that film would any of us have really been scared
0: no no, no.
1: i mean it's that constant you know and, the, and john williams I'm sorry, oh, John that's Williams. That's one of my favorite
0: stories about the whole movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, he made he made that movie with the score. And I think for uh, any future filmmaker or current filmmaker, John Williams in that movie shows the importance of having a good score.
0: Right. And so my understanding of it, because like I said, this is my favorite one, is that at first they weren't going to have music. He wanted it to just be silent, and you could hear the water moving through or whatnot.
1: Yeah, he so, thought that would add a more creepy effect.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but they screened some scenes for people, and they just weren't that scared. So he got John Williams, who also at that time wasn't a big known, a well-known name.
1: No, he was just starting out.
0: Yeah, so they had this piece that was actually written for a French horn, and John Williams had brought it in and had it redone by um by a tuba player to get it down, you know, get. And the story goes is that he mapped it over the scene, and when he played it for Steven Spielberg, after a couple of bars, he actually laughed. He did, And Spielberg thought it was a joke. No, really. Yeah, he said, no, really, where's the real score? (laughs) (laughs) And now it's one of the most iconic sounds, um, scores of anyone. You hear those first bars. There's a shark
1: coming. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: not a not a land shark.
1: No, definitely not. <laughs> um, I mean that movie. And the funny thing is, you read all the trivia about it and everything they went through, and you know why they filmed off Martha's Vineyard because they had some more shallow areas where they weren't going to lose the shark, but still, uh, Steven Spielberg was very big. I don't want you to see land, In none of these scenes they can't see land because you wanted to create that sense of isolation and right, wanted right. to think they could just run away. You know, and there's there's so much tension between the actors, which funny funny enough, you find out uh, Hooper and mm-hmm. Quint, what uh, right, right. Shaw and uh, Dreyfus, they didn't like each other. No, Evidently, they gotten a lot of stuff on the show, and it shows. It
0: does in it the does.
1: best possible way. Yes, you know. Yes. Um. So I mean, I think everything worked out just, you know, absolutely wonderful because, oh, yeah. I mean, it still holds up. I mean, I just watched it the other day with your daughter, mm-hmm. her, her mm-hmm. first Jaws movie. And it was fantastic, you know. She even jumped a little bit when things happened. I mean, she's not as scared as I was in a movie theater. Right. You know,
0: well, they, they've grown up with a whole lot more than we did.
1: Right, right. right. You know, uh, but I guarantee you if we went to the beach tomorrow, she'd be looking in the water before she <laughs> dipped a toe in. And and that's honestly, I think the best way to judge any type of, of shark movie is after you watch it, when you get in the water, do you think about sharks? Yes. And if the answer is yes, then that's a successful movie because it's it's, it's hit something deeper.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so you and I have a, uh, have a friend that will remain uh, unnamed. Who tells, tells the story about when she went to see the movie at a friend's house, and then she ended up walking home to her house that it had been raining, and so the the, the ditches were full of water. Oh, no. <laughs> she was actually freaked out by the water in the ditches. There you go. She walked down the street, down the middle. When she got to her house, she went halfway down and then walked straight down the driveway to get into her house—that's awesome. That's the effect that that film had on people, and continues to have. It
1: does. I mean, I can remember my mom saying she was afraid to take a bath, mm-hmm. you know, after watching the film. And it's just—and now they have showings in pools and, and lagoons and stuff yeah. like that to watch Jaws in an inner tube. Which I'm sorry, I am not brave enough to do that. You can't. Nope. That's yeah. that's a big old nope. right Well, you there. know,
0: as a matter of fact, I want to say it was the Meg that was actually its premiere was down in São Paulo, Brazil maybe, or somewhere. I'll have to go and, and look. But they showed the movie in a huge pool with a huge inflatable backdrop to show it on, and everybody was in boats. So you look at movies like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the first one, where Freddy is in the tub and he puts his hand up, you know? <laughs> Classic. Yeah. You look at Saturday Night Live, where they have it. Well, you look at all of these movies that we just talked about. They come from jaws right without jaws there would 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 be none of this
1: i completely agree because jaws taps into a lot of fears like Mm -hmm. as humans we're the apex predators on land we are you uh, i mean we have all the equipment we have the knowledge but everyone knows when you go in the water and you know the water gets colder and colder the deeper that you go darker and darker oh yeah and then something just kind of uh, you know, you feel like a wave around your feet, but mm-hmm. you can't see it. Look, that ties into so many deep internal, you know, instinct, visceral. Things. Oh yeah, oh,
0: yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, I can't agree more.
1: Yeah, that's it's fantastic. Oh, I love it. Yeah.
0: And there's there, the, it's it's such a great movie. Plus, it continues to give us stuff. So, um, very quickly, there's and I know you're you're familiar with it. There's a story going on right now uh, about Joe Hill. The son of stephen king who is trying to figure out the death of a young woman who they have been unable to name and they think that she was an extra on jaws right and through a series of events they can't find her name now you know more about this story than i do
1: well well yeah it's, it's pretty interesting basically he was watching jaws and he saw the, the uh, you know one of the drunk girls in the movie, and and he's looking at her, and she looked like an artist sketch of a of a closed case, well not closed but a uh, a cold case. Cold I should case. Say. Okay. Um, and so and he's like, man, that looks a lot like that girl, and so. You know, he's been trying to do some research. They've reached out, I read, to like Kathleen Kennedy and, and a lot of people that worked with Spielberg at the time. And they can't, all the records of the extras that got paid the, I think it was like $30 or $60 for a day's work uh, on Jaws, they can't find any of the names. Oh, so, yeah. you know, he he is convinced uh, just from some anecdotal things that it's the same woman. But there's you know, it's it's something that's ongoing and I think if he's able to figure that out, kudos to him.
0: No kidding. No kid and to think about it, I mean that movie's God, what, forty five years now?
1: Forty five years old. God.
0: And and they're still Given. Yep. It's still given. Oh, yep. People that's...
1: are still paying good money to watch a movie that's 45 years old with extraordinarily limited special effects.
0: Yeah, I know I bought it on Blu-ray when it came out.
1: I've got like three copies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we literally could do Fae 5 stories about Jaws the movie. Absolutely. Because there's so many great stories about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then, too, Jaws 2, while it's not as strong a movie, it's still a very good film. And you want to talk about ways to kill a shark. I mean, when they give them that that jolt at the end of it, I know it was so hard to believe.
1: Again, uh, honorable mention, implausible way to survive. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Jaws 2 is one of those that... I felt like it could have been so much better, yeah. but they rushed it, and, and you can tell. Well, you
0: wanted you know. to capitalize on it. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, look at how many people were making, you know, knockoff movies at the same time.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, and then, you, you know, you go through Jaws 3, which was my honorable mention, because it had some good elements. You go into Jaws 4, uh, which is where uh, Brody's wife takes revenge, and mm. guess who's in it? Michael Caine. So right. they got this Oscar-winning actor, you know, or nominated. He's, you know, he's a good actor. Yes, How in the world does he end up in this mess?
0: (laughs) Somebody needed to make a car payment.
1: (laughs) There's worse reasons to do that. (laughs) Yes, there are. Yes, there are.
0: I'd do Jaws 5 if they asked me and would pay me. Uh,
1: Oh, I'd do Jaws 5 for free. (laughs) Yeah, you would. (laughs) Do I get to swim with the
0: sharks? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I just have to ask you, have you seen um, any bad, bad ones lately? Like, have you seen the Sharknado movies
1: Uh, The Sharknado movies, to me, are The Devil. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I watched the first one. The problem is I don't consider them shark movies. I consider them camp movies. Right. You know, So if I watch it because I want a campy movie, yeah, it's good. But if I watch it because I'm I'm wanting a shark movie, it does nothing for me.
0: Okay. Well, speaking of that movie being The Devil, did you see the movie about the possessed shark, Jaws of Satan?
1: Is it called Jaws? Or was it Zombie Shark?
0: Nope. That's a different one. Okay. This is the one about a disgruntled nun who had killed 13 children (laughs) and offered them up as a sacrifice to satan and then he possesses a shark
1: i had not seen that (laughs) yes
0: yep i watched um a little bit of it and let me tell you it was a bad one
1: yes yes it it sounds bad right off the bat (laughs) how
0: about how about mega shark versus Mecha shark
1: I have seen parts of that.
0: Yep, yep. That one was uh, was interesting. My favorite line out of that is when Christopher Judge, at the end of the movie, gets out of the small little shark submarine and he's running up and the, the military starts, sir, I need some identification. He's like, dude, I just jumped out of a robotic shark sub. Yeah, I'm on your side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I look at it this way. If you have a, like, shark to like a genetically engineered mm. shark, versus another gen- genetically engineered monster of, of some sort, that's kind of like gas station sushi. You should probably just stay away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that goes back to how much I loved sand sharks, though, because it was uh, it was really neat. So, so basically, it, it, they have um, this skin that has little. Not suckers, but little finger things that help it go through the sand. And uh, I'm telling you, you gotta watch that movie. That was a good one.
1: Y'all can't see this, but I'm making a face at Jamie. I'm just like, mm, I will take a look at it because your recommendations are usually very good, but I will say that's not usually my genre of shark nope, nope. <laughs> that movie. It's, it's, it's a tough
0: one. <laughs> wow. Well, I think that brings us close to an end. Uh, this was a lot of fun. How do you feel about it?
1: This was fantastic. I, I loved every minute of it. Thank you very much for inviting me. Oh,
0: it was my pleasure. So now we need to come up with something else for you to do next time.
1: Oh, there's plenty of things.
0: We'll find another one. <laughs> you come back?
1: Oh, yes, most definitely. That's
0: awesome. I can't wait for it. So out there in podcast land, I want to thank you for joining us. We've had a great time today. And just make sure that you keep checking out on all the regular sites like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean for new episodes every two weeks. Thank you. This is Hulkboy from Hollywood saying goodnight.